Hey, this is Holly. And this is Tara. And we're Brave Creative. This podcast is to help credit union marketers like you remember how creative you are, how much you love your job and your credit union, and maybe get some new creative ideas to try out along the way. This episode is about branding. As a credit union, you have a mission and a message that's still as relevant as it has ever been. But has your brand kept up with you as a growing credit union? Has it evolved alongside you and your membership? Is your brand serving you as hard as you're serving your members? We're going to help you think about your brand, talk about some updates you know you need to make that maybe have snuck up on you, or some time-sensitive changes that have made your brand more of a priority than ever, and share some ways to get your brand shaped up and feeling worthy of your credit union. Okay, so Tara, Mm -hmm. if I was your neighbor and I said, now you say that you do branding at your agency, but what is branding? How do you know that this conversation actually just happened to me today, Um, but it was with a roofer? Oh, (laughs) a roofer. It was with a roofer? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he was looking at the roof of my... My little office shed that I oh, have okay. in the backyard. When yes. I'm not at the braid studio, I'm working in my little shed in the backyard. And we need the roof repaired because okay. it's starting to leak through the skylight. Yeah, you definitely do then. And so he's looking at my computer and my work on my desk. And he's mm-hmm. like, what do you do? And I say, I do. Oh, I do branding. And he said, <laughs> and what is well, that? Well, he didn't even say anything. He just kind of looked at me. Like blank? Kind of a little blank. And he owned the roofing business. Okay. So... so yeah, a lot of people don't really understand what that means. And you guys know I do the I do more of the copy, like writing, the words of a brand, the voice of a brand. And other people on our team do more of the strategy behind the brand, right. like you. And other people on our team more do the design of a brand. Mm-hmm. And all those things kind of come together to make, well, the way I describe it is a first impression. Your right. brand is your first impression that your organization or your business, or even if you're a person with a personal brand, like an author or a speaker, Mm -hmm. it is the first impression that you make with things like your look, your feel, your voice, your style, Mm -hmm. and then how that's then followed through with the actual experience that people experience once they do walk through the door or interact with your people or dive deeper into your website. So it's like the first impression and then the follow through. And also, I feel like even sometimes in our industry, when we are talking to prospective clients and we use the word brand and we say, we're going to take you through some branding exercises and some visioning, and they will say, but we don't need a new logo. Right. (laughs) I would say that's a common misconception, even in our industry and even for marketers, is that they think a brand also just means a logo. Right. Really, a brand is all the threads that run through your organization. In fact, that's where our name comes from, Braid Creative. So all these threads sort of run through your organization, your values, your purpose, your offerings, who you serve, your style. Are you more progressive? Are you more traditional? Right. All those threads are running through who you are. And we just kind of try to tighten them up a little, like weave them together and get them a little more concise and articulate to get that first layer across. Right. Because the best brands um, are kind of short and sweet. You know, they get it across in a moment. And I think, too, with branding, the more concise you can get those individual strands, the stronger they make each other. 
you know, so the more clearly you can communicate who you are, what you do, and your personality, that makes all of those threads even stronger. Absolutely. So yeah, we want your threads to kind of be woven together with some sort of rhyme and reason. Exactly. (laughs) Not running together, like colors on a palette, right? And even because all those things you listed, those are a lot of things. And you could even say, okay, well, if I'm going to tell you the personality of my credit union, um, I'm going to at least need a paragraph, you know? So all of those threads, you could want to say a lot of things about But one thing that you always talk about is that first impression and keeping it simple for that first impression. Yeah. And sometimes I like to think of it like the first layer of an onion, like Mm -hmm. the outer skin. Right. And I like to use an onion because like onions are awesome. But also... (laughs) And so is Shrek. Doesn't Shrek describe himself as an onion? He does, especially (laughs) in the first one. In the layers. He's like, I'm I'm like an onion. Shrek is a branding master. He's like an onion. So I like it, like the first layer, because um, there's so many layers underneath that people are going to find out more as they go deeper. But it's also kind of translucent. So it's not like it's a facade. It's Mm -hmm. not like it's a fake layer. It's just a nice, concise package. Yeah, your logo can be part of it. But what is that first headline, that first image, that first emotion, that first call to action that you're sharing all the time? Um, sometimes another thing I get kind of honestly a little uh, when it's when asked me to describe the difference is right? the difference between I mean a lot of us understand what branding is right? yeah some people are like oh isn't that my logo but most people right especially marketers get what that is what a brand because is. it's become a lot more broad for that sh- term for sure yeah but the difference between branding and then marketing and then and, advertising. Right. Talk about those all running together. Right. Which they do. And even if we want to be fair, I feel like probably 20 years ago, a lot of those terms were used interchangeably. Yeah. You know? Like the idea of branding and marketing specifically. Those were probably kind of interchangeably about 20 years ago. I mean, I feel like we can still kind of get away with interchanging them in a yeah. way if right. we want to not be right. rigid about it. But how would you describe, like, how would you describe, because you're kind of a little more on the marketing strategy side, right. how, and I'm more on the creative branding side. Like, how would you describe the difference? So I would say the difference is brand is that consistent voice. So that first impression, but also talking about your message, your design, the feeling, the emotion behind whatever you are, your organization or your company. And the marketing is that strategy that, okay, now we kind of know what we sound like and what we're going to say. But now how are we going to get that message out there? Who are we going to target? What do we want to tell them? When are we going to tell them? And then advertising, I kind of start thinking about advertising like media. You know, it's like how and where and specifically are we going to get that message out there in those specific channels um, to get in front of the right people at the right time. Brand isn't just like fluffy kind of, I don't know, sometimes I think people think of brand as uh, a luxury. Right. Maybe it's too soft. Too soft. It's emotion. Right. Why do we need a line item on this plan to address emotion? Our brain. Yeah. And I think, too, because some marketers, marketers don't feel this way, but people that the boss of the marketer maybe would say, "Um, I don't care how you make people feel. I want to know how many people you're going to sell to. Oh, right. You know, 
So I think sometimes as a marketer, it helps for you to have some ammunition where you can kind of help people understand why branding is important. Right. Because it's sort of that, yes, we're going to sell, but first we have to get awareness and gain trust and just kind of look like we got our act together. Right, right. Especially as a financial institution. I will say branding is not always important in every industry, but in an industry like financial When you are talking about people's futures and when you're talking about their college savings for their kids and whenever you're talking about trust and making sure that you're taking care of your family, I think, honestly, branding is a lot of times more important in that industry than it would be as selling fast food, you know, if you're having burgers. Right. Because it's more of a service than a product. And a lot of times brand is really important to sell a service versus a physical, tangible product. Right, right. And especially a service that's important as your family's financial well-being. Right. So what are some reasons that your credit union or your credit union leadership is going to say, yeah, it's time to kind of... Should we look at doing an update? Doing an update. And so what are some reasons that might trigger that Well, I think one big reason is a change in leadership. So if you have a new CEO that's coming in, and maybe that person has been at the credit union for a while, but they've just taken over as CEO, and they are really looking for a way to start kind of getting their vision and their tone um, and their perspective for the credit union out there. You know, whether it's to the employees or to the members, that can be a time where you can say, you know what, let's do, let's look at doing a brand update. And let's take about some of these things that you're talking about in these executive meetings um, and kind of start working that into the language of our credit union and the language that we talk to the employees with and the language that's on the website. All right. And then if you're launching a website or relaunching your website, I should say, that is where it's a really good idea to start to make sure that your brand is looking and feeling good. Right. Because talk about first impression when you land there. Right. I know a lot of times we say we feel like your website is your new front door to your credit union. Because even though you could have an amazing offer, before anyone picks up the phone and calls your credit union or before they walk in the door, they're going to go to your website. So you really need to make sure that the brand that you feel proud of and the brand that your credit union is worthy of, people see that on the website and they feel that as that first impression. And I think that it really highlights where you have some pain around your brand. So just to break this down a little bit, um, where we see credit unions have pain in their branding might be... Yeah, sure. My logo, it's so dated. (laughs) It looks like it's from 1982. Right. It's so dated, it's cool again. (laughs) You're like, or I'm waiting for it to be cool again. I'm like, that looks rad. What do you mean? Uh, So yeah, maybe the logo, but maybe not. We're going to come back to logo. I have some pretty strong thoughts about why you shouldn't update your logo. Okay. Unless you really need to. I love it. Uh, So don't let that scare you because that can scare people because that's a lot of signage. Right. That's a lot of stuff. Right. To it's a lot of hard costs. <laughs> hard costs out there. Um, but there's things like um, the images looking kind of dated, the photos, the stock photos right. looking dated. So if you're even thinking about a website homepage, what's that first image that comes up? Is right. it kind of cheesy? Is it corporate? 
Another thing that uh, we kind of don't notice as general consumers, but it has a huge impact, is typography. Right. Like how many fonts are up on that page? Right. Uh, what? How many words are you trying to say? <laughs> it's almost like that first image on your website with the first headline is almost like a billboard. It needs to be short right. and sweet. I think that's a good analogy, the idea of a billboard. Yeah. Because if we're honest, when we're driving 70 miles an hour down the highway, it's not that different than when I'm looking at my phone, when I'm scrolling past like four images a second. Right, right. And then also even just thinking about walking through your branch, like if there's posters or imagery or murals or the design or multimedia screens on the wall. Like, what are the images coming up there? What are the headlines coming up there? So these are really like the basic foundation building blocks we think of when we think of the voice of your brand. What are the words saying? What are the images conveying? What are the colors and type? Are they getting in the way? Are the graphics getting in the way? Are they enhancing it and making it feel current and relevant? And also, I will say, don't sit there and... change your brand just for the sake of change. Like you also got to figure out what still feels like your brand as it's always been, but like evolved and updated. You got to have right. a really good reason I think for a complete brand redo. refresh. Right. Like you need to take some little pieces of DNA from your current brand, the right. one that everyone knows and kind of bring them into I would also say when I think about when we work with companies and credit unions, I feel like we are kind of brand loyalists. Like, you know, we don't really come in and especially for someone that has an established brand with a logo that's 50 years old and with specific colors. I would say 95% of the time we're going to come in and say how you can update it or here's how you can give your brand a facelift. But we are not going to say you need a new logo, you need all new colors, because there's a lot of power and brand equity that comes from all those years that you've built up talking to people. Right, because guess what? Your members are brand loyalists, too. Right. Because they've already gotten past the first impression and have felt the follow-through experience. Right. Right. And so you don't want to just pull the rug out from under them, although most members, I think, will be proud and excited to see some freshening up. Right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. And the same goes for your staff as well and your team. I think everyone wants to be proud of their brand. They want to feel relevant and modern. Like, I work more cool. Right. But yeah, don't lose sight of who you are. Mm-hmm. And who you authentically have always been. You know, a really big brand that a lot of people always bring up in, I don't know, TED Talks, <laughs> PowerPoint slides. A big a big brand that people talk about a lot that is sort of this epitome of branding with their flaws and all is Disney. And so, you know, who has loyalists like Disney has loyalists, right? Like you, who has movies and characters that they feel emotionally tied to since they were like two years old and now they're right. like, you know, 82 years old and they love, love, love that Disney experience. And I'm one of those people. Yeah, right. you are. <laughs> I, I am Disney. too, actually. Like, But I'm probably not as much of a fan as the parks as you are. You're hardcore. Yeah, Disney World all the way. Okay, so if I ask you how many times you've been to Disney World. Oh, well, I'm not hardcore, like. No, how many times have you been? Um, oh, probably eight times, nine times. You know, if you think about Disney Plus, and I'm thinking about the platform and how it looks on my TV, a lot can be said for the fact that Disney was able to 
not absorb, but Disney was able to align with such other big brands like Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars. Right. And still maintain the brand of who they are. You right. know, like it didn't dilute necessarily everything they'd done as Disney to bring on those other brands. Um, I'm sure there was some big discussion behind closed doors about what's going to do, what is this going to do to our overall brand and where is going to be the weight of power. Right. I am still waiting for some new shows to come out on Disney Plus. Like, they're part of those big brands. But, you know, The Mandalorian was the breakout. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, when The the Mandalorian, so this is a Star Wars series. Mm -hmm. So all those Star Wars fans, you know, that's another example of the, you know, we're all used to these prequels now and all the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like them or don't like them. Right. I like them. You know, like, however you feel about the films, when that show came out, it really stripped. I like that show actually as an example of branding because it's so stripped down and simple. So it took a character that people loved, like Boba Fett, and he's got a helmet that you never see his face. It's a very distinctive helmet. If you don't know the Mandalorian, if you saw it, you would recognize it. He's got armor. He never takes his helmet off. This entire show is set like in a Western, it's another planet, but it feels like an old spaghetti Western. It feels like a Western movie. It does, because there's a primary character. Right, and he's like a rogue, solo... Oh, those are both Star Wars terms. He is <laughs> on his own. Maybe they've got their... You know, I think Star Maybe Wars kind of got tuned their... into, like, Westerns. Right. So he is always out there, sort of this uh, vigilante bounty hunter blend, like... Who you would probably character feel like was in the bad category. Right. But he's actually doing good. Mm-hmm. But he is completely a first impression all the way. Like, right. you know what to expect when you look at him. He follows through this action. Right. He's tough. He's going to take care of the bad guys. Right. But then... But then who was he supposed to hunt? Who was the bounty? It's Baby Yoda. Right? (laughs) So Baby Yoda, none of us knew that Baby Yoda was going to be revealed to us. And even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you know who Yoda is. And you also know who Baby Yoda is, I am going to say. So adorable. Like everyone (laughs) lost their minds for Baby Yoda. Right. It was so secretive. And I feel like, what was this, right before Christmas? Maybe in the fall that it came out. It was right before there Christmas, were I think. No Baby Yoda toys, merchandise. <laughs> baby Yoda wasn't even on the poster. They did not know it was going to blow up like that. It was I don't insane. Feel. Everyone loved Baby Yoda because that was the emotion. I'm coming around full circle to my metaphor here. <laughs> baby Yoda was the emotion. Yeah. Right? Like this emotional connection of feeling connected to this little creature that didn't even speak. Right. And the other great thing about The Mandalorian, and I think it's kind of relatable to smaller brands, not huge brands like Disney, is it's so, the music is so simple. The lighting feels, it doesn't feel like computer animated craziness. Everything feels so simple and pure and authentic and genuine. And really true to a lot of those original Star Wars movies. Right. Like it really feels like they kind of went back to where Star Wars originated, and they kind of resurrected a lot of things from those old movies. I know. That gave me goosebumps, Holly. (laughs) You gave me goosebumps. It's like the hero's journey, the underdog, the underdog hero's journey. Right. Which, in a lot of ways, I think is the same credit union story. 
I mean, that's true. Credit unions are the underdogs. Okay, so how can you make your credit union okay, I'm not as ready wildly to successful as the Mandalorian? The Mandalorian. Yet, so I did want to say that you didn't go back and watch, but I watched the making of The Mandalorian, which was probably another six episodes on Disney+. Plus. Tara doesn't like to see behind the scenes. I, like, hate, I hate director's cuts. <laughs> right. the, as much as I love films, I feel like they ruin right. the fantasy. Right. She doesn't like to see <laughs> behind the curtain. She doesn't want to know that the magic is gone. I will say, if you love The Mandalorian, you should go watch The Making of The Mandalorian. Because not only was it amazing to see how they brought all of those directors together, and really, I think you kind of start to see where film is going from a video screen technology perspective. But I developed a crush on Jon Favreau. <laughs> you didn't already have a crush on him from Swingers? I didn't. But from it, Chef? It, yeah. I mean, I still was not even that. Chef was okay. But whenever I saw him talking about the passion that he had for this project and The Mandalorian and bringing together these different directors, and then I was like, oh, I think he's getting cuter. <laughs> Being a creative expert is attractive. Yeah, it and is. And he doesn't mess around. I think the second season is going to come out before Loki, which is why really? I, I don't even know if Loki's happening, but we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. It has a lot to live up to. Let's it put does it that have way. a lot. Well, and I think, too, just how you were talking about how they did such a good job with The Mandalorian and kind of giving everybody something that was in that original Star Wars brand. Then guess what? Everybody was like, you're going to put out six more hours about how you made this show. Okay, we're going to be all about that as well. You know? I mean, so in theory, that's what you want, too. You want to create a brand that has so much connection with people that they're going to follow you on Instagram and Facebook and look at all your behind-the-scenes videos and you talking about what goes into giving your credit union the magic that you have. Okay, so when we start working with a new credit union client, what is something that they say that they want more or less of in their brand? When credit union marketers come to us and say, it's time, I need to do something with my brand, I need to make it better, the things I got the budget. Right. (laughs) Where do we start? Um, It's not always where you might think, but it definitely, there's some common themes that always come up. Okay. Always come up. So one is, I mean, everyone says this, more simple. Just more simplicity. It would be nice if our brand could just feel less cluttered, if everything didn't have a million messages on it right. and a million different little things on it at the top and the bottom and the side, everyone putting their stamp on it. Right. I just wish we could simplify. So it's almost like Marie Kondo, right? right. Like where you're Can you Marie Kondo our brand? <laughs> <laughs> what sparks joy? Right. <laughs> and then what can we let go? Right. And it's really hard to know when you're so close to it and you're you are selling a product or a service and and you are wanting to get across emotion and, and let me lifestyle. ask you this. You know, because a lot of the other episodes we've talked about how to do it really scrappy. And if you're credit union, how to do this on your own. Do you think is branding something that you should go outside your credit union for? Well, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> 
Because we, well, that's not true. I wouldn't always say yes. I think there's some things that you can do. In fact, I'm going to, I have this list of things that credit unions always tell us they want to change on their brand. Okay. So let's go down it together. Okay. And then I'll kind of, we can decide, is this something you can do on your own? Or not. Or not. Okay. It's like a game show. <laughs> on your own or not with Tara and Holly, a great creative. <laughs> so one, le- simplicity. So yes, you can do simple and to some extent on your own. So one, de-jargon your communications. So if you're using words that are jargony, like super financially right. in your headlines or call to action, sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. So your call to action might say... I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Visit our financial institution oh, to right. apply for, but, but, but it just sounds really technical and dry. Right. It's not you maybe know? how you would say it to your neighbor. Right. It's not how you'd say it to your roofer. Right. So if your roofer's like, what's the credit union? You know, right. like you really are more concise and just plain speak. Right. Plain speak out your messages anywhere like kind of just do an audit look at your next mailer that's going out or your next right digital ad that's going out or look at your homepage and the very first carousel ad on the homepage of your website is there jargon on there that sounds too and here's the deal we understand that credit unions are a regulated industry and we understand you're going to have to have a disclaimer and we understand you're going to have to have a couple logos there for the ncua yeah that's fine but guess what the headline can be a little friendly right 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 so simplify your language one do it yourself or you need help I mean, both. Sometimes it helps to have a Marie Kondo come in and say, right. why is this basket sitting in the corner? So I'm going to say, I feel like brain, I think you need to go outside your credit union for branding. Like for everything on this list? Yes. Well, let's keep going. I do. Let's Just because it's hard to get there if you guys are all in the bubble. You kind of need that outside perspective to come in and tell you where to strip back and where you need to add some things to update. Okay, let's Marie Kondo this. Yeah. So let's keep going down our Marie Kondo list. So what's her book called? The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up. It is called that. Let's do The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up Your Brand. Next. <laughs> let's move to the closets. No, uh, images, photos. So if you can't do your own photo shoots and you're using stock photos, even credit unions we work with that have their own photo shoots. Right. We still have to use stock photos, too, in the Supplement. mix. Because it's just... There's so much content right. that you're sharing all the time. And putting out there. So um, it's gotten better, but most stock photo sites are really cheesy or super corporate looking, yeah. or they look like someone's sailing in Martha's <sighs> Vineyard. Right. And you're like a credit union in like a small town in Texas. Right. Why is there a picture of people sailing our Martha's Vineyard? Right. Is that really speaking to your members? Yeah. Your members are... Maybe a little more blue collar. Yeah. Maybe they were at a hospital. Right. So, like, let's look at that. Look at all your photos that you're using and see how you can get a little more realism, more unexpected. You know, we all want lifestyle right. a lot of times in our mm-hmm. photos because we want people to feel like they relate to the people in the photos or like a human element. Yes. But can you look for something a little more unexpected, like with yeah. a sense of humor? Right. If you feel like you have that personality in your credit union, something mm-hmm. a little more sense of humor or a twist or bright color. Right. Or a lot more credit unions kind of fall in this personality bucket where you just have a little more genuine relatability to the every guy, the every the every family, man, the right? every person trying yep. to make their way. So, and so can you get a more, I don't know, almost like 
Instagram look to your stock photos where right? it feels like a little golden light, maybe a little environmental feeling like this is in someone's right. backyard or in like maybe throw a filter porch. on throw a filter on that photo <laughs> right. right so think about is this if this were on Instagram does it feel a little more natural and but yet still current uh, like we we're talking about the Mandalorian kind right. of the natural light pinging off Baby Yoda's <laughs> fuzzy little ears go back and watch it you'll see like that's all the emotion is just in the sunset right. bouncing off his little and fuzzy, you don't even realize ears. that's why you're loving it so lifestyle photos, less cheesy stock photos, more realism, mm-hmm. pretty light. If it's, if it's not realistic, Instagrammable. <laughs> and diversity, like different people, different faces, different representation happening in there. Okay, this is your favorite, Holly. <laughs> yes. Holly's always making me put images of this in my brand when all I want to show is the light pinging off a baby's ear. And then, and then Holly's I... like, yeah, get a mobile phone in there. <laughs> Get some technology in that shot. That is very true. That's very true. So tell, tell us why that. That's well, important. because I feel like the members that we want, technology is a big part of their lives. And technology is how they are connecting with their financial institution. And so we want to show as a progressive and modern credit union that we have those capabilities. So if I'm walking down the lobby kind of path in your credit union lobby and there's mm-hmm. three huge beautiful posters and one's right the beautiful light and it's one's back porch and it right. just feels so sweet and warm and but not and, cheesy right and then the right. next one's someone with their adorable dog dogs have been a big trend in branding yes. but we'll talk about that in another episode where we talk <laughs> about promotions which right promotions are an opportunity to have more fun with, with, your, brand. with your branding yeah but we're going to talk about that in Another episode. episode. So this is more of that brand feel, that trust and warm and softness. And then the the next poster, like every one in three posts. Right. Let's show someone with a little technology in that right. shot too. Right. Like not every single one. Has to have a phone in it. But maybe get that in there. But get that in there because guess what? Most of your members are connecting with you through technology. And we want to remind them that even though that's technology, that your credit and your brand is behind that technology, that your human voice, that the people that care about them in the credit union, they are the people powering that technology. So that's why I think it's important to kind of show the mix of all of those elements in your brand. And, you know, I think it's uh, another request we get a lot is don't lose the human touch. And I want to kind of correct myself. And I was saying, oh, it's more soft because it's a brand. But if that's not your brand voice or style, it's all soft and touchy-feely, it could still be very much more straight to the point, right? convenience, access, direct. Modern, direct, and it still has a human element. Correct. Correct. So I want to say that it doesn't always have to be soft. Baby Yoda ears. Right. <laughs> um, another thing is video, just getting more video to share your brand. I know right. we love video because even if it's just moving pictures of music mm-hmm. or it actually has a script or it's someone behind the scenes sharing tips or advice from your credit union anytime you can get motion and video correct it is great especially for branding yeah and especially even for social like anytime you can get just a little movement in those photos your likes and shares are going to go up huge i think i already touched on the next thing on the list on accident which is financial education so if you're looking for some supporting messaging to come up underneath the big headline Mm -hmm. if it's not an offer or a promotion Mm -hmm. it's some 
financial education. Right. How to do this better. How to do it better. Right. How to make money work for you. And guess what? As credit unions, that kind of works with your brand already because credit unions are for people. And because you guys are not-for-profit institutions, that financial education just comes in really nice and easy as a secondary thing that you can promote and put out there about how you take care of people. Yeah, it's actually really authentic when a credit union shares financial education. It doesn't feel like you're pretending to be a helper. Right. It's really part of who you are. It's baked in. I would even argue that right now, a lot of larger banks are coming in to almost kind of be a part of that credit union philosophy. You know, they're almost like coming in there and saying, hey, we care about people. We're here for you. We're not about profits. We put people first. Right. But we all know that's a lie. Right. (laughs) Well, I think it's also another way to think about authenticity, which is the next bullet on the list is authenticity means you're not trying to be fake. You're not trying to pretend to be someone else. Right. And I just want to acknowledge that credit unions shouldn't take for granted that this is already authentic part of who they are. And it doesn't just mean caring about the member, it also means educating them. It's like the the, the other side of that coin. It's like a double-sided way of serving them serving the member in a really genuine way it's not just we are nice right we actually empower and educate you too right right exactly and we have products that are actually going to make you more financially stable so don't take that for granted i know you've been living that life if you've been at that credit union your whole life you know it's just part of who you are and sometimes you can take it for granted that that's what you do but that doesn't mean that the community always remembers and just kind of again what sparks joy right get rid of the clutter come back to the core of who you really are and i do feel like those larger brand bank brands out there are trying to creep into that space even though that is not authentically who they are or why they're in business Uh, One thing that is really important on your brand, um, especially once you've kind of done some updates that we've talked about just now, simplicity of words, less jargon, just going back down, more realistic, diverse, less cheesy fake stock photos. Maybe with a filter. Maybe the filter or something. Right. There's some style. Uh, More technology highlighted if you can. I love it. I love it. More video, more motion if you can some financial education woven into the brand. If anything, just some authentic, this is who we are voice kind of reinvigorated in the brand. All of those things, check, 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 check. If you can start to get those more shaped up, uh, I think consistency like is the key to your brand after that going forward or your oh, brand now. You okay. may love your brand now, right? but are you being consistent? Are you maintaining it? Right. So is your... Is the colors, the fonts, these little design things and also voice things, the kind of words you use, are they wildly changing from uh, advertising medium to advertising medium, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so are all the things that you're sharing out there in the market, for the most part, I mean, it's hard to be perfectly consistent all the time. Right. But for the most part, is everything looking and feeling like it's coming from the same credit union? Right, right. That's a good kind of check, I guess, for yourself, a good filter, And it's one of the hardest things to do. Right. Like at the end of the year, 
you could actually print out a lot of the different um, shots of your TV commercial, your social post, what your website header looked like. What do you look like on Facebook? What do you look like on your streaming ads on Hulu? What does your drive-through What do your drive-through banners look like? look like? You know, print out all those things and put them on a table. Do they all look like they're from the same credit union? Okay, then good job. You're doing it. Right. And then like, okay, is your t-shirt from this community event that you did look different? That's okay. Like there's certain things that can be a little more grassroots and fun. Right. Um, I guess I, f- I guess it's just really overwhelming to feel like, because the brand, can, like the way we even just described it now, we try to make it like broken down into bullets, right? Right. But the brand just feels like this big umbrella. Very expansive. Covers, right. Everything you're doing and coming out of your marketing department right. and beyond. And if, you, if you're at a credit union that has 700 employees, all those people wear a little bit of their brand as they're working at the credit union, and that feels expansive. Right. So I guess the number one hurdle to saying, okay, let's work on our brand. Like, let's give it some updates. Like, let's give it some love. Mm-hmm. It's feeling like, well, I can't do it all, so what do I even start with? Right. Or I don't have the budget. Yeah, that's I want right. someone to help me. Or do I have the authority? Do I? How many people have to be involved in this? Who if, has my back in right, this? Right. If I want to update the brand and you start thinking about, okay, so this is something that we want to tackle next year. I'm going to put it in the marketing budget. Who has to be a part of that meeting? How many decision makers are there? Who does? How, what do you think? So I would definitely say, so I can say that we have learned this the hard way. We have gone and helped credit unions do brands with just the marketing team. And we have worked with that marketing team for eight weeks. And then we would reveal and show the final brand to the executive team. And I can tell you those meetings don't go well. (laughs) Why not? Because even though the marketing team has a clear vision of what the brand is from a marketing perspective, you have to have that executive team in there. You have to have the people that are creating and driving the credit union to that next place in the next five years. You have to have the CEO in the room. You have to have the COO in the room. You have to have those people that are helping define and set up who that credit union is going to be tomorrow in the room talking about the credit union, involved in that process, feeling like they're a part of it, if you want them to like it and if you want them to adopt that brand moving forward. Absolutely. And if you're afraid of design by committee, that can happen when a lot of people get in the room or watering down your brand or, again, it just getting too cluttered and not simple enough. Some great ways to make it visual or just like what you said, like tack up all the printouts of everything that your brand touches around the room where you have this meeting and just get, I know the brand feels like a giant big thing, but just then start getting tactical. Say, hey, at the least I would like to address all our materials have too much copy on them. Right. (laughs) Or can we please update this color palette? There's 15 colors floating around. Can we narrow in? And if it seems... If this seems shallow, like the design stuff, you can also say, can we talk about our voice here? Over here, it sounds kind of really stiff. Over here, it sounds like party time. Over here, it sounds like (laughs) warm and fuzzy. Can we kind of find, you know, I think just putting stuff up around the room can make it really real. And if people people. are freaked out about, I was going to say about the logo, coming back to that, I think a lot of times leadership can get freaked about changing the logo. Right. Um, Or not. Sometimes they're the ones that are like, let's change it. (laughs) You know, I think that before you change your logo, think about one, um, is it really all the other stuff around the logo that's making it seem dated? Right. 
that we just talked about all around the room on the wall. And I will say, I know you said this earlier, but font is a big deal. Like font, I don't think that people realize how much of an impression that makes on you. Right. Let's just update the type. Right. And not the the mark or the symbol that's above it. Right. Right. Um, Also, just sometimes... uh, Doing things like making it one color instead of a million colors or putting it on white on one of your beautiful Instagrammable posts. Right. Once you start updating the other things, your logo might seem fine. And then sometimes it might not. So I'm just saying uh, we're the last people to tell you to change your logo. Right. Name changes too are really hard. And Mm -hmm. usually you're changing a name because you feel like you have to. It's because your field of membership is changing and your old name sounds like it's just tied to... One credit union and now you're welcoming this other credit union in. Oh, right. Like a merger. But also like if you're expanding beyond just like we're just serving postal service. Right. Right. That's true. So uh, a name change often times comes hand in hand with a logo. There are sometimes very good reasons to change your logo, but not all. So don't let that get in the way of changing everything else. Yes. Okay. What about if you're going to put branding in your marketing budget, but what about budget? A lot of times, I think when we talk to marketers, they are all on board to change that brand. They are ready. They've been waiting. They find they've been waiting for seven years and they finally got the line item on the budget. But if you're not that marketer and you don't have the line item yet... How can you help that executive team understand that you need some resources? Right. How do you? I feel like you're so good at this. Like you're so good at helping people understand where a really good, savvy, smart investment should be in their, whether it's their advertising, their marketing, or their branding. You know, if you think about your brand is like your house. And you're always constantly making updates to your house. So if you think about that as a credit union, you know, that's your brand. You don't want to be the house on the street in your neighborhood that kind of looks the shabbiest. That looks like you're not investing in keeping the neighborhood up. You know, if you drive down the street and there's four or five credit unions, you don't want to be the one that looks the most outdated. You want your brand to be relevant and to look like that it resonates with people, that it has technology in it. When they go to your website, they're seeing pictures and colors uh, and messaging that speaks to them and who they are and who they want to be. So I think that's a good analogy too. kind of think about how you're always having to invest in your home, whether that's updating flooring or updating your paint or um, updating your curb appeal, you know, doing some landscaping. You need to have that same philosophy with your brand, always making little investments to kind of keep it up to date. Upkeep. Upkeep. Your credit union brand should be the fixer upper house after Chip and Joanna. (laughs) That's right. Not before. And I can say too, if you think about branding, it is a long-term investment. You know, branding is one of those elements from a marketing perspective, which we may talk about this more later, but it's something that it's farming. You know, you're making that long-term investment in your brand because you want people to think about that you are an option for them in the future. If they're not ready for an auto loan today, that's okay, but maybe they are in a couple years and you want to be on that short list. You want to be an option. 
So we have a worksheet you can download in our show notes at braidcreative.com. It's going to help you kind of audit what you like and don't like about your brand almost. And maybe it'll get you inspired to do all those printouts and (laughs) tack them up around your office. Very Marie Kondo. Yeah. What do you want to keep? What what still sparks joy? What would you love to update? You can totally go for it and indulge in your brand fantasy because you're just doing it on this little braid worksheet. (laughs) Or you can be super pragmatic about it and really think if I was really going to do this, what would I tackle first? Um, And you don't always have to do it all at one time. It's going to help you think about uh, if I could just do a couple things, what would those be? Um, Versus thinking about that whole entire, like you said, house at one time. It's just Let's just start one room at a time and see how we can start to update this. That's right. Small little investments. And also when you're tackling this whole big brand project in your mind, whether it's like if I could have my fantasy brand or if I just want to tackle a couple things, here's one thing I want you to really think about, and we're going to leave you on this. Think of it like a mix. Think of it like getting your brand to actually look like it's worthy of the credit union you already are. So it represents your mission and your personality, and I'm sure all the great things that are already happening when people walk through the doors or call on the phone or use your app. All the things that they're experiencing should feel reflected in that brand, authentic. So think of it like 75% of this brand is just reflecting back the credit union that you are today. But maybe 25% of that branding mix that you're sort of stirring up feels a little more aspirational. It feels a little bit more like, okay, here are some of our goals for the next five years. Here's the credit union we want to become. Are we all the way there yet? Are we as fast or as accessible or as modern or as our field of membership as wide or as young or as new as we want it to be yet? Maybe not. We don't want you to fake it, but we do want you to get like a little dash of... Right. Right vision, like where we're going. Right. So think like 75% who you already are should show up in the voice of your brand. 25% should be a little more aspirational of where you want to go next. Thanks, everyone. Bye.